But let's head down to uh, Canberra right now where the member for Solomon, Luke Gosling, joins us. Good morning to you, Luke. Good morning, Katie. Mate, thanks so much for your time this morning. Um, I understand, Luke, that you're working with the Working Women's Centre at the moment uh, in an effort to try and secure them some permanent funding. Yeah, I've been working with them for many years now, Katie, but if I can just quickly touch on uh, on that direct flight oh, from yeah. London to Darwin, yep. it should have always... Yeah. Darwin should have always been the hub anyway, uh, and we were trying to get that up, and Perth won it, but um, Darwin should be the natural point as the gateway that we are. And, of course, we've got dedicated quarantine here as well, so it makes all sorts of sense to yeah. come in through, in through Darwin and, you know, particularly uh, as we've got that extra capacity out of Bladen and the federal government keeps saying that they're interested in that, mm-hmm. so we just need to get them over the line on that, but we're not quite... Not quite there. there. Gee, it's going to be interesting, though, isn't it? If we do indeed end up with a um, with a direct flight from London to Darwin, which, like I said, reading between those lines, so this is in the Australian, it says that Perth could lose its non-stop London service to Darwin. Um, that'll be really interesting stuff. Uh, it'll be massive because we'll get them into Darwin. They can be warm. Uh, they can be in dedicated quarantine, so there's less, less uh, chance of leakage yep. uh, that we've seen in hotel quarantine. But also, I'm sure that many of them will go, hey, we're here, let's go to Kakadu, let's duck down to Litchfield or get yep. over to the Tiwis, let's do some fishing. So I think yeah, it's really exciting news and um, we'll be doing everything we can down here to convince uh, Qantas that that's indeed um, a, a smart move. So, Katie, just moving to the yeah. Northern Territory Working Women's Centre, you know, they've been... I remember talking to Pete Davies about it back in the day. It's yep. just been, they've continually had their uh, funding cut by the federal government, which is really unfortunate, and we just keep fighting for them because they provide such tailored and specific mm. uh, services to, to women that um, need that support, direct support, because of um, treatment they've uh, you know, had uh, in the workplace. And we know that the respected work report by the Sex Discrimination Commissioner, Kate Jenkins, um, well, the federal government's had that for a long, long time now, and she recommended to the federal government uh, that the working women's centres are not only funded properly, but they should be re-established where they've been shut down Luke, uh, recently. for those out there listening who don't know exactly what the NT Working Women's Centre does, can you just give us a bit of an idea? Yeah. So the Working Women's Centre, um, physically located down there on Wood Street, and they've been working there for years. Uh, and the centre is really important because there's local staff there with a deep understanding of uh, workplace issues in places like the NT. And what they do is help especially vulnerable women um, that are needing some support to get through difficulties they've got with their uh, in their workplace. Now, that might not be... Uh, the employer, it might be other employees, it may be um, that they need some assistance with um, you know, uh, uh, any number of you know, issues that, that can happen in a workplace to do with their rates of pay or their conditions of pay. Um, and the, I guess the really important thing about the NT Working Women's Centre is you know, there's such a power imbalance sometimes in some workplaces and this can be either in the private sector or the government sector where if you're a vulnerable uh, woman yep. in that in that um, in that workplace uh, 
to have the support and the legal backing about what their rights are just becomes important so that they don't get railroaded or indeed um, sacked when um, when they shouldn't be. So it's it's just that important support for people that um, women, who particularly those who are vulnerable. And Luke, so you are, what work are you going to do? Are you going to be starting a petition in an effort to try and ensure that, that you know, this funding does become more permanent so that they're not sort of going off, I, you know, I don't know what the situation is now, whether it's a year by year thing or, or how often they know whether they've got that funding, but, um, but what work are you going to get underway to, to try and sort it out? Yeah, so we are launching a petition today to the federal parliament, and I'll present that uh, when we came when we come back for the next uh, session of parliament later in the year. Uh, but essentially, the government said it would implement the recommendations and and continue to fund uh, the working women's centres. But in uh, the May budget, there was only a hundred thousand dollars for the NT Working Women's Centre, which basically meant that they weren't able to do much at all, weren't able to help many Territory women at all. You know, they need more like 900000 a year to fully represent um, women who need those services. Yep. Um, so we're going to launch this petition. We're going to continue to call on the federal government. The NT Working Women's Centre would have already folded if it had not been for the support of the NT government. Um, so the NT government is propping them up at the moment, but the federal um, government, obviously, they should be investing in j- important jobs like these that help fa- our fellow Territorians, but instead they're defunding an organisation that they committed to funding. So this petition will help to keep the issue front of mind for um, for the federal government down here in Canberra. And, and if we get this funding in for the NT Working Women's Centre, they'll con- be able to continue helping territory women when they're sort of facing really difficult times. So Luke, where can people view that petition if they are listening this morning and thinking, do you know what, this is a good idea, I want to make sure that I support it, where can they head to or, or um, what can they do? They can just head to my uh, Facebook page, I'll be speaking in the Federal Parliament uh, about the petition and the reasons for it um, at um, just before question time today. Yep. Um, and, and then so I'll be putting that speech up with the link of where people can go to um, to sign up to the petition. And just thanks to everyone who over the years have been continually supporting the NT Working Women's Centre. We have kept it alive so it can keep helping Territory women, but um, we're, we're going to need this petition to, uh, you know, pressure the government to, you know, put its hand in its pocket. And when we consider how much money has been going out from the federal government to to companies that, that didn't need JobKeeper, that got it anyway, billions of dollars, you know, they can, less than one million will keep this vital service going in the Territory. So they should do the right thing and properly fund the NT Working Women's Centre. Well, Luke Gosling, it is always good to catch up with you. I really appreciate your time this morning and uh, letting us know a little bit more about the situation with the NT Working Women's Centre. Thanks, Katie. Just quickly for all the veterans out there. Yep. You know, the, the, the time is really getting short now for us to try and get the last of these interpreters out, but I just wanted to let them know that we're doing everything we can down here to make sure that they get out before the Taliban close down the airport to evacuation. So where is that at at the moment, Luke? I know that it's a bloody terrible situation. I think all of us agree that, but where where are things at with the interpreters? Uh, it's shocking, Katie. I've been helping some veteran mates of mine get there interpreters out and um you know last night we just got the news that one of the interpreters with their family on the way to the airport was bashed by the taliban you know his 15 year old daughter had her head split open by a 
by a rifle butt um, at the hands of the Taliban. His his wife was uh, whipped. It's really uh, shocking stuff, and they can't. You know, there are some that are at the gate trying to get through. They've got visas to come back to Australia, yeah. but they they can't get in. And there are some that can't even get to the gate. So these people that you know gave us this loyal service, uh, the the window of, of of time we've got to get them out is closing. Uh, yeah. It's all been a too late, too little, too late. But thanks again to all the ADF people on the ground, the DFAP people, the Home Affairs people. They're doing the best they can, mm-hmm. but it's a really difficult situation on the ground and yeah, we just need to just continue to try in these last 48 hours or so to get the people that have got visas into the airport and onto planes mm-hmm. to safety. Sounds like it is a really, really dangerous situation for them trying to get on those flights and bloody frightening. Um, Luke Gosling, thank you very much for your time this morning. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time, Katie. Thank you.